Hello, everyone. I want to take this opportunity to say thank you. As you go at the Golden Boot, so do our needs, but we cannot do it without you. We ask that you continue to like our posts, share our content, and subscribe to our YouTube, Facebook, and other social media platforms. You may also visit thegoldenboot.com for the latest merch. If you would like to make a financial donation, you can do so through Cash App at Money Sign Golden Boot or through PayPal at paypal.me slash golden boot. We look forward to bringing you more laughs, knowledge, and entertainment. And again, thank you for your endless support. Sincerely and respectfully, the Golden Boot team. The views and opinions expressed in the Golden Boot podcast are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Golden Boot podcast as a whole. Y'all ready to get rolling? Quiet on the set. Hey, welcome back to another episode of HBCU Hour. It's your boy Pooh Bell. I got my man Aunt Patty Murphy in the building. And uh let's go. Let's get it. Josh Johnson said, let's get it. What's up, Josh? Julian said he my ready. dog. Hey, Julian said he been ready for this. He he wanted man, my dog, my dog hit me up and was like, Hey, what time to show? I'm gonna be there early. I'm making sure I ain't missing nothing. Uh, appreciate listen. y'all for tuning in, man. Hey, really do, man. Uh, hey, as, as always, thank y'all for tuning in. Appreciate it. Uh, while you're here, don't forget to subscribe, like, and shout out to your friends. Um, I, I thought we had everything we needed, you know, saying so talk about this show. Uh, <laughs> uh, Roland Martin said, Nah, let's 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 figure out what's let me figure out what's going on. Let me throw my two cents in. And, and he did an interview and talked to the to the intern president. Intern the in, president, the, 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 you petty boy. It, that's the, what he said. The intern president. I'm sorry. What's the this? interim president. Interim. Yes, he talked to the interim he president. To, he talked to the president he in the room. To... That's oh, okay. Anyway, let me. Well, let yeah, me he was. He was both at that point. He was the interim president in the room, but uh, he talked to him. He talked to. I'm not gonna say former head coach because he was never yeah, technically I, the head coach. Former, former head coach candidate. We can say that. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ed Reed and whoever was with him, um, he talked to three players who are currently on Bethune Cookman's football team, and he talked to the president of the alumni association. So mm-hmm. you know, if you if you haven't seen it yet, it's a uh, very informative, very um, entertaining in some senses, but uh, it's it's some good stuff. Uh. Yeah, I I I say the rest, you know. So let me get we got our guests backstage. Let's let's go and bring him on. Let's, let's go. Let, I, I say guests, you know, what I'm saying, but like you know, what I'm saying as we say, you know, my mom and them used to say, you, if you invite somebody over your house too many times, you know, what I'm saying they just become family. You about to tell him to wash the dishes. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to HBC Hour. Uh oh. Yeah, you just was gonna you just was gonna show his picture and then leave him backstage. Nah, I went. Hey, dude, I went on the phone field. Oh man, yeah, he... I'm messing all the way up. I'll be back. Nah, what's good, BJ? Welcome back, man. Man, uh, good to be here, man. Good to be here. And I know we we've talked, you know, what I'm saying on, on Twitter and stuff, but Happy New Year to you, bro. I ain't, you know, man, like, Happy you know, New Year to you, fellas, man, and your families, man. Hope 2023 is going how you plan. Yeah, I was, well, it's it's going. I was, it's been eventful. It's been eventful. Listen, it's, <laughs> some things that popped up on the bingo card I wasn't expecting. Um, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't expecting this. Um, man, let's 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 get to it. Um, first and foremost, I I do want to say that um, uh, Ant made the he he quoted Jay Z song, uh, "Nobody wins when the family feuds." Um, uh, it's. It's a bad look on Bethune. It's a bad look on Ed Reed. 
uh, but it's a black eye for HBCUs all together. Yep. Uh, uh-huh. Because we had this conversation in, in, in Twitter spaces one night. Uh, ironically, it was an LSU Twitter space, uh, but somebody came in and we were talk- we started talking HBCUs and we, you know, and we kind of started explaining to some of the, you know, some LSU faithful why this was an issue because if something happens at Georgia, something happened at Georgia, it didn't happen in the SEC. Uh-huh. Or it didn't happen in PW, you know, saying the PWIs, yeah. or it didn't. It, it's, it's not looked at it like that. But when something happens at Bethune, it's a problem across all HBCUs. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so that that is the the problem in itself. Um, I know some people probably might some people may see this and be like, "Man, y'all doing a lot of laugh, and this is kind of serious." Listen, sometimes you got to laugh. My pastor used to say all the time, "Laughter is the key to the soul." So I'm 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 gonna say this. Um, while it is a very serious matter, and I think the most important thing before we get started tonight to remember is this is an institution of higher learning, and the most important people in this equation are the students. Um, point blank, period. Um, president, coach, board of trustees, anybody else you want to name, none of them are more important than the students. And Bingo. while we will probably laugh and joke some tonight, that doesn't mean in any form we are being insensitive to their needs, concerns, or, you know, how they feel they're being treated. But I do agree with you that sometimes you got to laugh, you know, especially bad, whenever... Bad people from crying. Yeah, or, exactly. Or, uh, you know, or, or even just, you know, laugh because some stuff is just unbelievable. Um, the timeline of all this, uh, I, I I forgot to look when it was announced that Ed Reed was actually hired. Uh, I can't remember if it was in December or if yep, it was in, in, in December. In the December, uh, you know, so they announced that they were going to be uh, hiring Ed Reed uh, because we were literally just talking about Bethune Cookman's behind the eight ball with recruiting and everything else uh, because they were in a hiring freeze. Um, just a little a little background on everything. Bethune Cookman, not necessarily surrounding Ed Reed. Uh, last year, the school was hit with two hurricanes. Um, at one point, uh, Coach Terry Sims, when they were getting uh, Bethune was getting ready to play Alcorn, uh, uh, they stopped in Jackson State. Uh, uh, Dion opened kind of opened the doors of, of Jackson State to, to house them, help them out uh, before they made that trip over to. Uh, um, to uh, Alcorn for that game. Uh, so we know that there was already issues there, uh, practice facilities and stuff, and everything damaged. Um, they don't have a, a an active press. They've had an interim for a while. This is this current interim had been there since June. Um, the AD, the AD is also the head basketball coach. Um, and Reggie Theus. It is currently basketball season, so he is pretty much uh he's busy trying to make sure he don't have to fire himself uh <laughs> real, I mean, like realistically i mean he, he he's fighting for his job as well so um so that's that's some of the things that are actually going down before any of this even transpired uh, um, but, uh, let me let me interject real quick uh on the hurricane note um and kind of just important context going forward but don cookman is a private institution uh, therefore, no state funding. Uh, obviously, emergency relief, FEMA money won't, is not what I'm talking about. But from the state of Florida, they receive no funds. So it's not like, you know, FAMU or University of Florida, you know, schools like that in the, in the state of Florida where the governor can, you know, make an executive order and they get funding. So keep in mind whenever we talk about this tonight. But go ahead, no, no, no. That's good. I, I'm glad you you threw that in. Um, so that's kind of where we were, and up until the point of um, Ed Reed's actual uh, the first time we heard from him publicly, as far as um, with the the rant on social media. Um, it, it was this was what two weeks ago, I believe. Uh, two weeks ago, Ed Reed uh, went on. A, he, it, the first one was actually it wasn't necessarily a it was a rant, but it wasn't so much yelling. He was more or less uh, he came on and said, hey, Dion is right. It's a lot of broken mentalities here. 
Um, I'm out here picking up trash with the team. Uh, my office isn't clean. I haven't even uh, signed a contract yet. And then he, he was said, venting. more or less venting. Yeah, venting. So um, and then he was like, okay, well, that's it. I'll holler. Uh, and, and that was pretty much it. A little bit later, he comes back. And it's the, it's the rant scene around the world where he's going off cussing everybody out. Um, you know, so he's calling board trustees, MFs. Um, they ain't done anything. I, I've done more than in two weeks than they've done in years. Um, yeah, and then that, that kind of led us to where you know, saying that, that I think that's what kind of led to the ball rolling on on on, on the action that happened was that Sunday, uh, where they let him go. Um, he was let go. Uh, to, or, or he, I'm sorry, because I'm, I'm trying to make sure was, be, he wouldn't. They would not be finishing the negotiation. They wouldn't be on the ratifying contract. his contract. Yeah, yeah. I want to make sure I, I use the proper terms because he, he he was not fired because he was not actually on contract. He never was officially hired. Correct. Never officially right. hired. So, yeah, uh, we'll start there, fellas. Um. I know we've uh, everywhere we've kind of reacted to. Uh, we did a whole show reacting to the whole. Was he right? Should he have said this, this, that, and the other? Um, before even today, I think mostly we were going to talk about was the school right in, in the firing, or, or, or is this the proper action? I guess you could say. And well, BJ, I let you go first. Yeah. No ands, ifs, buts about it. Um, they were in the right. Now, Thune Cookman, I'm gonna preface this. They did a lot right in the situation. They they haven't. But one of the things that they did was right was to move on from um Ed Reed. And a lot of people are gonna say, look at Ed Reed's credentials, he could have done this, he could have done that. Well, Ed Reed, if it's in his heart, can still do that. Hmm. Um, if if it's about the mission of overall uplifting the school, then all the people he said that he had lined up would, I, I argue, they would have done it by now if they was going to do it. But um, they can still do that. But, but the, the things I know that have happened, the things that Ed Reed took part in, that rant was, it, it, it ain't even the tip of the iceberg of, of the things that have happened. So Bethune Cookman seeing that and seeing, hey, this guy is, is we, this is not a way a head coach conducts himself. You, you got to move forward. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, I think especially when you consider that they're a private institution that's a religious institution. Um, so, of course, they're going to have stricter standards and higher standards for what you know what they deem ex- acceptable from a person in that in that position. So, uh, I, I believe they're right. I agree with you that that's one of the only things that they did right in this process. Um, but I feel like they had no other choice that he kind of put them in a position where that's, that's the only option that they had. Um, not only, not only with the, the conduct he displayed, but some of the disrespect towards the institution, you know what I mean? You can't, you can't sit there and take that disrespect from someone who you haven't even hired yet. Sorry about that. Yeah, I was trying to get this up. Uh, I do want to put this up uh, from from Coach Carl Reed. Uh, this is something that um, a lot of people had problems uh, grasping. You know, saying uh, the concept of why was he even there working, or they was like, "Oh, it's kudos to him. He's there working before he has a contract." And Coach Carl Reed put out. It is is common for coaches to start their duties before they sign their contract. However, most do sign a memorandum of understanding, but many have worked for months before they officially sign a contract. There are several FCS schools that don't issue contracts to employees at all. That I didn't know. That is interesting. But that goes to the point of – why he was working without a contract. Why he was working out. And, and and when he said that, once I thought about it, there it's, it happens on the FBS side as well. Uh, yeah. Brian Kelly was at LSU, and he was out recruiting and stuff. Um, I think but he, there's he, one it difference. Was, there's one difference. 
I, I was gonna say I, I do know he was he was out of con he it was it was after he was actually officially out of con contract with Notre Dame yeah. before he started. But yeah, go ahead, Ant. The difference though is that in in between that time, whenever there was no contract, we haven't we didn't really see or hear from Brian Kelly. You know hey, what I mean? He yeah, was he was he was behind the scenes, and so if Ed Reed would have stayed behind the scenes, he probably was you know be. I'm not going to say employed, but he probably wouldn't be in the situation he's in now where he doesn't have a contract and there's no negotiation for a contract. Um, that's why one of the things I think he did disservice to himself was being so public before anything was actually official. We never heard from a Bethune-Cookman officially that they were planning to hire A. Reed, did we? You know what I mean? I know we saw on Twitter from other people, but I never saw anything officially from Bethune-Cookman. And so – I feel like it's one of those situations where he was kind of so excited to get started, you know what I mean, that maybe he jumped the gun and started doing things that maybe he shouldn't have done yet without having that backing behind him of a memorandum or a signed contract or whatever the case may be. But uh, I feel like like some of the things BJ was referring to that that was just the tip of the iceberg, you know, I think some of that was he was just so excited and he really, you know, didn't didn't follow the proper ch protocols or you know order of operation so to speak yeah um i'm trying to pull everything up um another thing we saw uh when it came out on uh sunday um this this is the thing i i, I was or saturday i think um i can't remember which day um and i didn't realize at the time when Ed Reed did went live again and, and kind of let the world know that he was not, or he was asked to step down. They were parting ways. Um, this was an official visit. There were parents there. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know about most of y'all. I don't know what career fields you guys have. Uh, and when I say you guys, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about people listening as well. Um, anytime if you step out, you know, and you're still on company grounds and customers are there, and for, for the sake of this argument, I'm gonna say parents or customers, uh, clients, patients, however you want to word it, term it, or whatever. Um, and you're openly bashing, uh, those parents, I mean that 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 institution, that that company or whatever, there's no turning back. Oh. This I, there's there's possibly a way this could have been rectified, because um, that's actually was one of my questions was going to be, um, is there a common ground? Can they find common ground to get back? Oh, it's over with now. It's, it's completely yeah, it's completely <laughs> over with. This if it wasn't if it wasn't before today. After what I just watched, it's over with. Yeah, I gotta yeah. watch this. It's watch over it. with, bro. And and I'm not and I'm not trying to bash Ed Reed by any means. Whenever I say that, it just comes a point in time to where you're doing more damage to your cause than good. And I think we've reached that point where in in defending his actions and and trying to justify why he did what he did, you know, his passion and all that kind of stuff. I think he's said more things that I think have kind of added more fuel to the fire, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and two things, and, and I do want to get to first of all, people in the comments, thank y'all for commenting and, and, and interacting. I apologize for not uh getting to some of y'all's comments. Uh but Xavier says the parents talked to the uh I did see the video, they talked to the AD, they were talking to Reggie Theus out afterwards, and they had Air Reeds back. And, and, and they did for the most part. The problem with that. They didn't know all the, the ins and outs. And that's when mom and dad are having a conversation or they having an argument and you bring kids into it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sometimes you got stay in a child's place or whatever. I, and, and granted, again, these parents are worried about their children. And you, you're thinking, oh, my child is about to play for a, a, a pro football Hall of Famer, um, learn the, the, all these tools and stuff, and you just let them go. And all they've seen is his rants. On or his his social media posts, um, and they've come to the campus and said, "Well, I, I can see what happened there, and oh yeah, he I, I see what he's trying to clean up and stuff." But they don't they might not know the behind the scenes what he's done or said. So yeah. again, 
I think I think the parents saw the passion he has for the kids. Yeah. And I'm and I'm I'm not denying that. You know what I'm saying? You can tell he's very passionate about helping the next generation. And kudos to him for that. But that's what the parents saw. And as a parent, you know, that's what you want to see for somebody who you're entrusting your child with. You know what I'm saying? So I I understand to a certain extent why they're defending him because they saw how he cared oh, yeah. and how he wanted to care for those kids. But like you said, that's all they saw. They didn't see Ed Reed outside of that meeting room whenever he was with them. So it's it's only so much that that you know they didn't see the whole picture. So you can't you can't vouch for something if you don't really know the whole picture. You know, so I feel like they they were probably correct in what they were saying about how he cares for the you know and how based, he wants based the on their perspective. Yeah, based on what they've seen, but they haven't seen everything. David Irvin says this, if I were to behave that way in my office, I would be out of there, but we understand the world of sports is different. That's true. Um, BJ, I'm going to tell you how I know things are crazy. Have you seen Ply's response to this? (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And when I saw it, I was thinking, Hmm. One of the most sensible things I've seen. Plies the, the philosopher now. For those of you who haven't seen it, Plies his response because he he kind of addressed Ed Reed and Dion as a whole. He said HBCUs are allowing you their platform to audition for the same bougie institutions who deemed you as unqualified. It ain't HBCUs you should be calling out. It's the ones who making you prove you know how to pick cotton before you can come inside the house. That's who you should be shaming. Because I've been seeing a lot of that as well. Uh, well, they reading Dion are right. It, 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 let me preface this. Let me say this. I'm not saying everything Airy said was wrong. I'm not saying everything Dion said was wrong. The way you present your product or, or present Mm-hmm. And the way you you and who you present it to, mm-hmm. and how you present it again, like I said at the beginning, if you come out and say, "Hey, these are some issues," and perfect example, you made the comment the other day, if he had brought this as a call to action, hey, we got trash, mm-hmm. we got these issues. Help BC help help BCU out. Come help us out, donors. Donate this, blah 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 blah. Call to action. And why? And why were you on that donor topic? <clears throat> I saw the Edron James tweet where he said that Reed had Shaq and and Edry mentioning on the Roland Martin interview that he had spoke with Shaq and he had other donors who he didn't name but that were willing to donate. And I've seen. My question would be, what's stopping them from donating anyway? And I've seen people say that they don't trust that the money is going to be spent properly. So that's why they're not donating. Well, my question is if Ed Reed would have been, have been employed as the head coach, what's what, how is he preventing the mis, this mismanagement of funds? Is, 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 is he somehow going to prevent the people who are mismanaging funds from doing Supposedly mismanaging the funds from doing that. If the donator, if the boosters donated, like I don't understand what his presence there was going to change. In my opinion, that's just their way of saying, "Oh, I'm gonna support Ed Reed." It don't really matter where he's at. I mean, that's it. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. If if Shaq was going to go give some money to Bethune Cookman, he would have gave it by now. You know why? His mom was a graduate of Bethune Bingo. Cookman. Bingo. So it, it took Ed Reed to be the head coach for you to give something. When people say this, man, I, I, we were going to do this. We had, this sounds real. Bill Cosby was about to buy NBC. <laughs> man, hey, somebody said there's a difference between a pledge and a donation. Yep. You could play. You could say I'm gonna give all day, but until you write that check, it don't mean nothing. And I think that's what we saw a lot of. And I think we saw a lot of that when Dion was at Jackson State. We saw a lot of people saying they was going to do this and saying they was going to do that. But how many of them actually went through it? As Jackson State, do have they got that check from P. Diddy yet? 
I, I wasn't gonna go there, but that's exactly what I was <laughs> talking about. Is, that's exactly what I was talking about. So exactly, it's been about almost a year now, Playboy. <laughs> that's, that's my point. He's too busy flying his little girlfriend across the world. To Carisha, I guess that's the name. Whatever, whichever one he. Never mind. Go ahead. The one he be splashing on. Yeah. We already talked about R. Kelly once tonight. We got to go to <laughs> Splish splash, I was thinking of you know. Hey, you saying they called them the Splash Brothers, so huh? yeah, man. P did it. <laughs> oh man, I'm about to start oh, saying Dave Chappelle. Um, BJ, so I've been seeing <laughs> Diddy don't pay his artists, they should have been uh known better. That is true, that is true. But uh, BJ, so here's the irony. I think it, it may have been the first, no, it was like, the, I think the second time we had you on, we were talking about, and I asked the question, hey, is it going to start being a problem having former NFL coaches come back and coach HBCUs? And it, it was like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't think it's a problem and stuff. And again, I don't think this is a problem because, but the question was asked, somebody else asked, said, uh, should HBCU stop hiring former NFL players as first-time head coaches? And I started thinking about that. And it's not an issue a lot. It's just been an issue lately. Doug Williams wasn't necessarily a problem. Uh, 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 yeah, well, Doug, Doug didn't start off at a high-profile institution neither, though. Okay, He started off D2. He didn't go straight. He started from Morehouse. Yeah, you see yeah, what I'm saying? Okay. So he, um, didn't, he didn't he didn't go straight to Gremlin. So he, he kind of got his feet oh, with I, I, get you, I get what you're saying. Well, I guess, you know, with Eddie, Eddie George, uh, I'm not sure if Eddie George, co- you know, say coach prior to. Um, he didn't. He didn't. Um, Vincent Brown, although he worked his way up, uh-huh. he's a former NFL player. Uh, his first head coaching job is – is now going to be at North Carolina, and yet he has not coached the game yet, but he's come in saying some of the right things. Um, also, uh, he, Eddie Robinson. Not, it, yeah. Yep, yep, Eddie Robinson, uh, uh, junior yeah. at uh, Alabama State. Uh, although he's not a head coach, I, I mean, I'm sorry, not a former NFL player, uh, then again, he may have, Hugh Jackson. Uh, I know he coached. NFL and stuff, but he came in and people have had their problems. People at Grambling have had their problems with Hugh Jackson. This ain't been one of them. So uh, I, I Graham, say this about fam. <laughs> I say this about y'all Yeah, Hugh came in and uh, he did piss some people off at Grambling, but that was that wasn't the whole taking the G off. You know, I mean that's that's been the biggest. Yeah, Bubba McDowell. We forgot that yeah, one. Bubba. But um, but that's been the biggest issue, honestly. What well, the R you could say the R Brow situation, but I'm not gonna say that's really on Hugh. That's more on the athletic director and you know whoever decided not to go through with the hiring. Um, the the biggest thing Hugh was the taking off the G, and that's more of a grambling thing than the disrespect of our HBCUs. You know what I'm saying? Like the thing, the thing about Dion and Ed was they kind of they so tried petty. to make <laughs> they tried to make <laughs> to do them, bro. They tried to make HBCUs like a monolith. You know what I'm saying? They tried mm-hmm. to basically say what's going on here is going on everywhere, and I think Hugh kind of. He didn't really do that to it. It was it was you know specific to Grambling the issues mm-hmm. that you know that Hugh created. But yeah, I, J- Javon Williams said that's the first thing we we mentioned at uh, top of the shows. Uh, his say his issue is the ignorant people who taking Bethune Cookman issues and trying to make it all HBCUs like that. It, yep, that's facts. Agree. Yeah. That's facts. Man, it uh, kill me, man. It kills me, man. I, you know how many people, man, well, HBCUs be stealing it. I'm like, hey, you knew, you know it in the school, not just HBCU or yeah. what have you. If you steal, they catch that. They run audits yearly. You have to get past that to maintain your accreditation. And when on earth, on earth, has a, a group of black people been able to steal from the government and get away and not go to jail? Hey, yeah. sh- Look, shout out to uh to uh Dave Gardner from uh down south football podcast. Uh Dave last week when we did the did the show, 
he came on and read a list mm-hmm. of, 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 of PWI, you know, say PWIs who have been mismanagement funds, president stepping down for mismanagement funds, stolen money, scandals, and stuff like that. Nobody talked about it. No, Google five minute Google search. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's usually we do this to us, man, because we 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 don't see the value in ourselves. Any successful black person, if if they are famous, they're Illuminati. Hmm. And, and, and black colleges still like there's something. If you get something, then there has to be a reason why outside of you know you worked hard and and, and this that, and the other. And that's the problem that we have when it comes down to us and, and each other. Look at Deion Sanders. Look at Ed Reed. They never talk to need no white person, no white institution, no way they talk down about theirs. I mean, Dion had an opinion about everything. I mean, everything from fans not showing up, everything. You know one thing he didn't have an opinion on? When Tate Reeves and Brett Favre got caught up in stealing that money from the mm. poorest people in, in the state of Mississippi, a lot mm. of them supported you. You don't open your mouth about that, but you, you can open your mouth about anything else when it comes down to black people. That's my problem with Dion Sanders. Like 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 someone said, he uh he ain't wearing them track suits up there in Colorado, is it? That boy been no, no. and he been, you know what I'm saying? And that's and that's kind of what Ply said. You carry yourself a certain way when you at you know those institutions, but whenever you come to HBCU, you feel like you could just get away with anything. And and that's the disrespect that Bethune didn't put up with. You know what I mean? They 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 held Ed Reed to a higher standard than what he displayed, and that's why he's no longer there. Uh, students, students, student athletes, uh, they, they had protests today, um, asking for Ed Reed to be kept. Some of it, also, they were just asking for, for better conditions, living conditions. Um, I, I, I'll say this whether I believe they're right or wrong, or hope you know, saying they get what they want, congratulate. I, I want to kudos to them for standing up and, and speaking out on yeah. say, hey. These things are wrong, you know. Saying this is what we find wrong, I want better, and I will say this as well. They, you know, saying as I said before with the parents, sometimes you know, saying you got to keep a kids in a kids place, a child in child's place. So just because you, just because you want a certain coach, and I'm saying living conditions stuff, I agree with that. But a certain coach. Yeah, I agree with the curse part. My grandma, my grandma told me a long time ago. I'm, I'm trying to think the, the best one. She told me two of them. Everything feel good to you ain't good for you. That's true. That's true. And, and I, I agree with that. The living conditions and the dorm conditions and the food and all those kind of things. Absolutely. Protest is until change comes. But I don't feel like protesting for a football coach is necessarily um, going to be very efficient or effective. Um, I believe that there's bigger issues on that campus than than who the football coach is going to be. And I feel like because of Dion and the way he said some things in his tenure and some of what Coach Reed said, what Ed Reed said when he was at Bethune in those lives. Because of that, I feel like a lot of people feel like the football coach can help save the school or can help do more for the school than they really can. And I feel like some of those students are thinking, well, if coach, if Ed Reed is our coach, then some of this other stuff is going to change. And I don't necessarily feel like that's true. And I feel like they could be hurting themselves in a sense by – adding that to their call, you know, champion for Ed Reed and his job as one of their causes whenever they got other more important issues that they could be fighting for. Um, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, so, Low LJ said, how can Bethune hold someone to a higher standard when your students have mold in their dorm rooms? And what do you mean the students are wrong? What I said, I don't think you, you understood what I was saying. What I was saying was the kids are right to protest their the living conditions and some of the things they have around campus. But when it comes to stuff like, you know, so who who's the football coach, 
not everything, you know, saying is is necessarily up for for them. And I can say, and I say kids because they are young. You know, I, if you want me to say young adults, I say young adults. Yeah. But at the at the end of the day, uh, they don't necessarily know everything that's right, when, especially when it comes to as far as football, the football program, or or, or something like that. That's that's what I mean by that. Is it has nothing to do with, oh, you know, saying they wrong and want to air read. That's not it. I that's who they want. That's who they want. I'm I'm not saying that neither. Yeah. So I'm just yeah. saying keep them keep the important stuff the important stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there's been some problems. I mean, Bethune Cookman has had some problems, man. We can go all the way back to the dorm situation of Wells Fargo, the, you know, the previous uh, regime. And president, no one's saying that those those students are wrong. Right. What I'm saying is it's wasted energy to be protesting on a football coach mm-hmm. who was honestly was let go with merit. There's a lot of things that they don't know about that with merit you had to let go of it. Really. So it'll be a little bit more effective and a little bit efficient to protest those things, you know, that, that aren't right around campus because there's there's a lot. Um, it, you'll be more efficient to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, exactly what I well said because that's what I was trying to say. You just sounded better doing it. <laughs> BJ got all them. <laughs> BJ got all them educated words. Um, <laughs> Low LJ said he was not let go for merit. I don't think you did your research. I don't think you. I, I'm gonna tell you like this, man. I'm talking to people in both camps. He was let go with merit. Now, I'm not, I'm not telling you what I think. I'm telling you what I know. He was let go with merit. Matter of fact, one of the things that Ed Reed did, I want you to try at an elementary school or a community college and see how that works out for you. He did it at a four-year institution. Yes, he was let go with merit. When, when money starts speaking out, and by money we mean sponsors, when they start voicing their concerns uh, about this person is going to potentially be a part of our brand and we're donating this amount of money to the school and he's going to represent us. We have, there's going to be some potential problems with that. Yes. It it was with Mary. He said he, he said he wasn't with Mary because he wasn't, he wasn't hired yet. He didn't break an employee conduct because he wasn't hired. You don't know what he agreed to. You don't know when, if according to the president, when the president interviewed Ed Reed, he asked him to do three things. He asked him, one, to know that this is a religious institution and that we're asking you to conduct yourselves in a, in a way that will reflect with our religious standards. Number two, he said, you have never been a head coach before, so allow us to put people around you who we know can be effective and in teaching you the X's and O's, not teaching you, but you know what I mean, helping you with the X's and O's and stuff like that since you have never been a head coach before. And third was to realize this is not the NFL or the University of Miami. So if you tell the person who interv- that you're interviewing or who's interviewing you that I agree to do this, 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 and this, and then you go out there and do opposite. You agreed to do something and you broke an agreement. Now, it's not a contract, sure. But you gave them everything that, that they needed to let so, you go. But and, and I think I think Loj, I think you're hearing key words and you're responding to key words because he said the top. He said this is an elementary school. That's not the point. That's you're missing the point. point. You're 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 don't don't miss the forest for the trees, because what we're saying is we're explaining, hey situations like you couldn't if you can't get away with it here you definitely ain't finna get away with it here okay so if it's the if it's the terminology that's bothering you let me say this instead of saying he was let go he was they would they decided not to bring him on because he broke agreements that he made in the interview process according I'm to you the like, interim president I'm, I'm, I'm gonna bring it the real world you know just real world i'm in my place of business right now I've been working in human resources for almost 15 years, okay? I'm a manager in human resources. I work for a Fortune 500 company here in Atlanta. We're just going to leave it at that. In human resources, if we agree to bring you on, and let's say you start in a month, and we find something on social media where you did something that was unbecoming of the company, you got a DUI, you did something like that, then we will rescind your offer. 
You don't have to be an employee here. We will rescind on your offer because you have been taking part um, in activities that's unbecoming of what we feel like an employee should be. That's real world. And if you don't know that as an adult, you might want to go somewhere and read because you're going to get yourself in a situation that you never knew that you get yourself into. Um, Grambling volleyball situation. Um, when that popped up this summer, um, I know Grambling didn't necessarily handle it the right way, but in comparison to way to the the way it was that was handled versus this situation, very similar. <laughs> very similar. You had one side that came out. And was pro coach, even if they necessarily didn't have all the facts, they were pro coach. And I'm I'm not even just ordinary people. You had ESPN and you know, you had big hitters coming out defending the coach. And then you had a certain faction who was supporting the institution and supporting the students, you know, and supporting the other side. And at no time did the institution come out and kind of clarify the situation you know until it was too late and it was basically of the the community split on whether the coach was right or whether the institution was right and letting go of the coach and that's what it came down to now the obviously the context and the circumstances around the two are totally right. different but basically the big in in the big picture they they were basically the same you had people coming out blindly defending, you know what I'm saying? Or blindly bashing whether right, wrong, or indifferent. Um, I don't know if I want to ask this, but I, 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 I ask it and y'all, y'all can shut it down if y'all want to. Um, Dion showing support. <laughs> it, 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 to me, it felt like a, a double down on the Dion was right message or the, you know, I told you them folks don't know how to run a business. That's how it, it was coming across. And, and I may, I may be wrong in feeling that way, but thoughts. Dion Sanders put a battery in and Ed Reed's back. I mm. Literally right, we, right before I got on with you guys, I talked to someone, one of the insiders at Jackson State. And Dion basically painted a picture for Ed Reed, but prior before Ed Reed took anything, these people are going to do X, Y, Z. So Ed Reed came in expecting the worst. And if Dion wanted to support Ed Reed, you know, he's no, no problem. And that's his boy. He can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, at some point, man, you got to tell your boy, man, this, this, this ain't it. You know, th- th- you know, this, this ain't it, and that that didn't have to be on live. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like that didn't have to be, on, you know, be on live. And it's like, man, you know, it's it's unfortunate that these last two situations with Dion and Ed Reed, um, I feel like from a PR standpoint, have has have been just as harmful to the schools as as their tenure uh, was mm. helpful. Yeah, that's fair. I think I think what Xavier said right here was part of it that he was just trying to support you know his brother, mm-hmm. but I also kind of agree with what BJ was saying. I think when Dion laid out the blueprint for Ed Reed, that some of that was, "Hey, you're gonna have to deal with this. You're gonna have to deal with this. You're gonna have to overcome this." Kind of paint the picture for what he was gonna expect not realizing it was going to be a totally different situation that Ed Reed walked into. And then if you noticed on the live, whenever Dion joined his live at the end, he said, sometimes you're just going to have to leave. And he almost insinuated insinuated as if Dion just had to leave Jackson State. You know what I mean? And basically because the people wasn't, almost trying to martyr himself, you know, as the reason why he left Jackson State. And I think that's dangerous rhetoric, Um, especially with all of the nonsense that came out after he left Jackson State from them stealing money and all, you know what I'm saying, all this kind of stuff. And then 
you say this as if, oh, I, sometimes you just got to leave. Like he was basically had no other option but to leave. It just it just further paints the notion that HBCUs are substandard and that, you know, you can't win at HBCU or you shouldn't go to HBCU. I just I just don't like the the narrative that that it paints. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't want to keep addressing one person in the chats, but I but I do. I was low J, uh, low LJ. I appreciate you for your, your comments and stuff. Um, but you're saying stop being PC and stuff. But Thum had been, has these issues for years. We've addressed. We've Nobody's literally addressed denying that. Nobody no denying that. And then we he comment brought up on. The, he brought up the Gremlin. Like we. We understand that HBCUs have had issues. Nobody is nobody is denying that. Nobody Every is trying college to nobody is nobody is trying to you know sweep that under the rug. But did you bring up the fact that Georgia had mold in their dorms two years ago? Did you bring up the fact that other institutions, Tulane, had mold in their dorm? Did you bring up? You're not bringing up those other institutions, so don't bring it up for every single HBCU issue. You, but Georgia you, won the national championship. So. One, you have you have one school, right. and then you bring up the what about isms for 106 other HBCU institutions, and that's we don't do that in any other instance. So why are we doing that for HBCUs? You say forget Georgia or Tulane, but you, but, we but literally... why are you bringing Grambling up if this is Bob Bethune? You see what it's I'm saying? It's also, it's also a thing called nuance, and I, I, I'm learning that a lot of our people struggle with that. And I would never thought, I would never think that adults would struggle with nuance. That's usually a thing that kids struggle with. When it, it you know, for kids, is this or that? When you, a lot of times, it's this and that. But Thune Cookman is wrong in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. and things have been run down there poorly. We can go down. The list: Wells Fargo, the school suing the um, uh, the uh, alumni association. There's a, there's a current cease and desist against the school, the school and the alumni association. You want to name it? It's going down bad down there. Don't none of that make Ed Reed right. Hmm. None of it. None of it makes Ed Reed right. Both people can, both parties can be wrong at the same time. Thanks. Thanks. Um, I think he, he could have made a big difference. So, and I said this kind of tongue in cheek. Uh, I said Ed Reed made Dion look like a saint because Ed, I mean, Dion was able to get that message out and it rubbed people the wrong way, but he did it in a way that was people was like, you know what? I could let's do better by this. I just think that's the that's just the messenger. Uh, mm -hmm. Dion Dion is more polished as a as a as a speaker as a salesman. You know, what I mean, he was he was in the media for all those years. You know, what I mean, he knows he knows how to sell things. He knows how to market things. Ed Reed ain't that type of guy, man. If you yeah. if you watch the first or the second video, that's why I don't do all this social networking. You know what I'm saying? So you're being someone you're not. You know, as a head coach, what well, Dion was being who he is. He's always in front of the cameras. He's oh, always, yeah. you know what I'm saying, being a salesman. So Dion just was more authentic with who he was, and it came across better because Ed Reed, in a way, was not being true to himself by being on social media all the time, and it came off different because he wasn't as effective at pitching, you know, giving his pitch as Dion was. Carl Dunn asked. We actually said said this. Will HBCU stop going to former NFL players? Nah, they won't. I don't um, think so. I think they'll no. just be more selective in the former players they go after. It yeah, ain't you. Yeah. You just now, can't have a name no more. Now, will it be? Um, hey, at least have me some some uh, have some uh, high school coaching credentials first, or hey, at least you know what I'm saying work with a team first, or do something. It might be something like that, yeah. but it definitely. I, I I ain't gonna say it's gonna. It may be a while before you see a big name just pop up and, first year, and yeah. first year I, and just take over and everybody gonna, expect. Yeah, I think they're gonna go away from just. Oh, he was a Hall of Famer. It's you know such and such yeah. name. You know what I mean? And they're gonna do more due diligence and. And and try to find a better fit and not just the right name. Yeah. Now this is one I like this. Uh, 
James Washington, what's good, James? He said, what are some of the solutions to correcting these issues? How can we help turn this around? See, that's something that's people ain't fair. asking. Facts. Ain't a lot of people ain't asking. Ain't saying that. Um, man, the, the biggest thing is money, man. But don't come need, they need money. They need resources. And like the, the the alumni giving dropped to under 1% for Bethune Cookman this past year. So I mean, obviously it's a there's some kind of issue at the top. I don't want to make it seem like there's not. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's the interim president, I don't know if it's the board of trustees or if it's a combination, but obviously something at the top is it, there's a disconnect between the leadership and the alumni, some shape or form that needs to be rectified. And there needs to be more funds given to the institution, and those funds need to be used wisely and appropriately. Um, I heard someone say that BCU is a hundred. There's no way they're a hundred million dollars. I don't know. So I, I don't know, but I, I will I highly, say I, I, I do. If I'm not mistaken, I think BCU is owed about a hundred million, if not more. Um, that and actually, if you start looking, because uh, I think we're gonna try to get with uh. Uh, it goes by Booker G. Washington on 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 Twitter. They were talking about it in the space Sunday. Um, and he said a number that sounded so ridiculous, it's hard to believe. But then when you think about it, they start breaking down how it got there. It made sense. Southern itself is owed by one point three billion. Uh, there was another. I want to say, uh, and they said something about Bethune Cookman was owed. Uh, I want to say it was like five hundred mil or something like that, government money that was supposed to be given to them or something like that, um, and they didn't get it. So I don't know. Um, I have to look that one up to to get the correct answer. Um, I do know that like Eddie George talked about it with Tennessee State being a land grant institution, um, the money that they're owed. So there are a a lot of our HBCUs are owed lots, a lots of money, um, and if you just can imagine, if they got half the money that they were owed, the yep. things they could do. And uh, I just looked it up. In 2018, Bethune Cookman was 25 million dollars in debt, and that's what at the time, whenever there was, they were close to shutting their doors. But as of now, it looks like that that has been rectified. And in as of March of 2020, it was only eight million in debt. So yeah. I'm pretty sure that a hundred million dollars is not factual. Yeah. Uh, here, Jared Lott says that FAMU, North Carolina, and Southern and Prairie View are all owed over a billion. Yeah, it's twelve. There's like ten schools that if you combine them are owed over twelve billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, but so James to kind of answer your question, money. Um, if you can donate, donate. Um no, 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 no. That's not how much they were in debt in one year. That was their debt as of that year. Yo, and I think the biggest thing to do to um to um kind of help with the cookman is um you got to shed a light on what's going on and publicly embarrass the board of trustees. Who well, I'm be honest with you. I'm talking to people from Bethune Cookman. There's no trust with the board of trustees because they're private. There's no oversight. They oversight themselves. Yep. And they've signed off on a lot of things that put Bethune Cookman behind the eight ball. So there's not a lot of trust there. Um, and like I said, these same board of trustees that suing, you know, that file suit against the alumni association. Is that, that's the, they talked about that on the in the interview um, with the form, with the interim president about how the board of trustees fired the president. Um, then actually, the board of trustees president tried to become president of the university, yep. and was un, was deemed unqualified, but he's yet still on the board of trustees. That's a conflict mm-hmm. of interest in itself, right there. So I yep. mean, if you when you have that that type of behavior going on, there's obviously some some kind of shiesty stuff going on at the top. So my thing is, like I said, rectify the relationship between the board of trustees and alumni. And if that means getting rid of the board of trustees and bringing in a new board, then so be it. But you have to rectify that situation somehow. Yep. All right, fellas. Uh, I guess we, we getting close to about an hour. Uh, we forgot one topic. And it ain't oh, yeah. on the topics, but we got to talk about it since we're doing yeah. it, since we're bringing this up. 
and the misinformation being spread. Um, okay, let's do that. Deion Sanders' daughter mm. and her comments, incorrect comments about Jackson State University. Um, it's just the latest instance of misinformation and blatant lies being spread about HBCUs and painting a more black eye on, on the institution. For those who haven't heard her comments, can you elaborate? Um, she, I don't remember the name. Oh, oh, you want, you want, oh, you want me to pull it up? Go ahead, go ahead, pull it up. But she basically made the statement that um, there was murders every other, every couple months on Jackson State's campus, and that she basically didn't feel, she didn't feel safe and all that. Um, and it's just, it's just like it, it contradicts what her brother said. And at the post game, when he said people talk about the crime of Jackson, but we didn't see none of that. So I just don't understand why she felt the need to say that and further damage the um, the image of Jackson State at, that has already been damaged since her father left. I mean, they they was called thieves. They was called all kind of things when her dad left. So why further that? All right, here we. I have to start this over. Hold on one second. But I, I just, I don't. And then the, then the apology. She came out and she said, yeah. "Wow, well, I yeah. ain't lie. I just got Here the count go. wrong." Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, did you uh, like the decision your dad made to go to Denver? I'm gonna always support my family, whatever they do. So. So you hear haters talking about your dad is like. Oh, he didn't make the right decision. He should have stayed in, you know. I mean, the thing that people don't know is, like, it's more than football in Jackson. Mm-hmm. Like, when my dad makes a decision, he thinks about all aspects of his kids. You got to – people don't realize he actually did have kids that go to the school also. Mm-hmm. Like, people don't know that it's killings on the campus. Mm. Oh, Like, wow. every few months. Yeah, they don't know that. People are breaking in the locker rooms from the students so it's kind of like my dad gives this much back to the community but it's like what is the community giving shit i would have left too i mean if he doesn't feel safe there then i mean damn so he didn't didn't feel he didn't feel safe at all being there i mean i don't know what he felt i'm just saying i wouldn't have felt safe i don't know what my dad felt you you didn't feel safe whenever you was on campus i felt like the stuff i would see and hear it's like you like i wouldn't yeah you just have to like my dad gave a lot to jackson for them to be doing stuff like that yeah, I didn't like how they was trying to paint a bad picture when yeah, he left because I don't like it's like, that, it's... but but they do it to everybody. And I always try to tell people when LeBron left Cleveland, they burned his jersey. Yeah. They but gonna do that to everybody. And it's like, what what more could he have done? He did what all he said he was gonna do. Yeah, um, yeah. Hey, I appreciate you for coming by, uh, LJ. You you can see yourself out though, but uh. Yeah, I just yeah, he said corny topics, but it's, it makes it's sense. it's not corny whenever it's it's it's. But you care about you care about HBCUs, and she's giving misinformation. We talking about the misinformation that's being presented. But go ahead. It's it's not it's not just that what she said was false. It was it was it was go ahead. It was the it was the the way she. Basically, the way she said it is it was a truth and doubled down on it in her apology. You know, basically, it's utter, she, it's utter lack of respect for Jackson State to where she it's, could feel like she could just make stuff period. up. Yeah, she could just make stuff up, and you know what I'm saying? And it doesn't really matter if it's true or not. Ironically, and it's uh, very dangerous. For It's very dangerous, bro, because it's another thing we got to think about when we start bashing these schools. Like, everybody who bashing Bethune-Cookman. What about the people who graduate from Bethune-Cookman? You know what I'm saying? What about the people who just graduated? They got that diploma hanging on their wall. Now they got to go out into the workforce and try to sell themselves as a graduate of this institution that all y'all out here bashing. And if I'm a Jackson State alum and I go and people, oh, you come from that hood school where they be killing everybody on campus and all that, and it's not even true. So you're, you're paying not only the school in the bad light, you're giving every alum, every person who graduated from that school, you're making it that much harder for them whenever they leave their school and go out into the real world. It's dangerous, man. Uh, and you know what? I mean, but the thing about it is, man, first of all, for DeAndre Sanders to not have felt safe, she showed how to party in Jackson every home game. 
I mean, her face was on flyers. She was at the games with a jersey on. I mean, she looked like she felt pretty safe to me. Now, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I had no conversations with her. I sure saw her a couple of times. I know she had parties, but she's just doing what her dad did. Her dad lied. He lied and said somebody hit the first game of the year. He said that someone broke in his office and, and stole his stuff. And the school told him your stuff was just simply moved. He didn't come out and, and apologize. By the time he apologized, it was already on ESPN. It was on first take. It was on everything else. She's only doing what she's need dad to do. Dad lie about stuff all the time. And he and it comes out on the largest platforms. Man, look, her pops sat in a pool bathing in a pool full of chlorine, and his house is in Canton, Mississippi, and he had water. Dion is performative. He does stuff like that. And I've been I was telling Jackson State people when he was there, but now y'all feel me. Now you feel me. Uh, it's it's my thing is if we don't call like if we don't call this type of stuff out then then calling out that the Bethune cookman stuff yeah i mean that still matters but mm-hmm. it's only gonna do so much good if the rest of the world still views you the same way now listen to the, the these are and i'm looking this up this is a, um looking at the crime records right yeah. these are the actual homicides on the campus of jackson state university you ready all right, we got to go back May 14th, 1970. Um, there was two students killed by gunfire by police. Um, this is actually what's called the Jackson State Killings. That's a big story behind that. All right, the next killing you got to fast forward all the way to November the 18th of 2022. So, murders every other week, every, every other month. That's by sales on the I count I count two in fifty two years. That's that's what I'm saying. But but uh, Colorado's campus. Hey, that now go yeah. look up Boulder. Go look, go up, look Boulder. up Boulder. Yeah, exactly. Matter of fact, go watch the go watch the thirty for thirty on Colorado. Remember, if if you guys about I'm thirty seven. Most of my life, Colorado was a powerhouse. Y'all ever thought about like what happened? Go watch the 30 for 30 and see what happened to kind of kill the L.A. and Dallas and South Florida to Colorado pipeline. Hmm. But I, I, my whole thing with bringing up that is, like I said, if we if we're going to call out, which deservedly so, if we're going to call out the issues that go on at HBCUs and we should, we also uh-huh. got to call out people like that and when stuff like that happens because both of them paint HBCUs in a negative light. I mean, it's, it's what we do to, unfortunately, man, it's what we do to black people. Like I said, mm-hmm. any black celebrity that's famous that's doing too much, oh, man, they're Illuminati. My boy said that's just the way that we do each other. My boy, every college has issues, but HBCUs get highlighted because black people love to tear other black people down. We're our own worst enemy. That's facts. Yep, that's facts. Yeah. Oh man, um, fellas, I, I appreciate you, BJ. Always, as always, yes, appreciate, uh, appreciate you coming you, on, man. I appreciate uh, y'all, boy. Help, help, helping provide some some clarity on some stuff. Um, uh, I, I we I know we don't have all the answers. I we hopefully we've answered most of y'all's questions or at least shed some light on some things. Uh, but look at look look some of this stuff up, man. Not everything you see in on social media is the is the exact truth. Mm-hmm. Um, things we do know, Bethune Cookman holds some accountability. A lot of accountability. A lot of Ed Reed owns a lot of. Uh, he's that's and that's one issue I didn't bring up. He's lacking accountability. He seem he seemed to be passing a lot of or trying to pass a lot of it off, but he is. Um, he is his own worst enemies at times. He, um, we talked before the show, um, just listening to some of the, some of the, like who he's kind of sounding like. I, I hate to say this about every time a, a, a football player acts up or, or starts, you know, saying spazzing out or whatever. Um, but Antonio Brown and CTE start sounding. It's like, mm, is this, you know, 
is he is he having an episode? Is he tripping? Uh, is he just is he just truly just passionate? But when you start going so far, when you be you become so erratic, it becomes an issue. You start wondering. So, um, but again, back to things we know. Like I said, Bethune Cookman, you know, they got some things they need to look a long look in the mirror and correct some things. Some people need to be moving on uh, to other careers and and to help get that their that school back to where it needs to be. Um, somebody will coach football at Bethune Cookman next year. Um, it doesn't have to be Ed Reed. And football does not – we may want it to be good, but football doesn't have to be, you know what I'm saying, good for them to get back on track next year. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Most importantly, the students are what matters in this whole equation. Bingo. Yeah. Um, we we, we got to make sure we keep them in the forefront. As much as people want to defend Ed Reed or as much as people want to criticize Ed Reed, now, the only thing that really matters at the end of the day is those students' well-being and those students being put in the best position for them to succeed. Yeah. Uh, before we get up out of here, BJ, you want to uh, – I know you do you, – you're with uh, – because uh, we introduce it every time. I'm sorry. Black Sports Network. Um, is there anything you want to promote, let everybody know where they can find you? Hey, man, Black College Sports Network, man, it's me, man, B.J. Jones, man, teaming up with my man Joshua Sims and Erica Rochelle, man. You got it, man, the X's and O's show, man, it's coming. Um, you guys will probably see us on Twitter um, this week, man. Um, X's and O's, myself, man, Joshua Sims from North Carolina Central University and Miss Erica Rochelle from Howard. So, man, we got a mix right there, man. Got a, a mix, you know, a little swag, little me at. Yeah. Not all the other good stuff, man. And like I said, me catch me on Twitter, man. Inside HBCU F ball, um, and kind of everywhere else, man. On the Black College Sport, uh, Sports Network, whether it's on Dr. Cavill's show, uh, Carlos Brown, or uh, you know whoever, I'm kind of, kind of, you know, here, there, everywhere. Yeah, uh, Josh had one of the best quotes: uh, "Celebrities don't win football games." Hmm. Nope. Big facts. Big facts. But uh, yeah, check appreciate them out, you, brother. Again, appreciate you as always. And uh, Ant, you got anything else before we get up out of here? Nah, man. We'll see y'all on Wednesday. All right. And like that, we out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.